If you're watching the Rebels Go podcast on YouTube and listening wherever you get your uh, podcasts from, this is James. You are Brock. And you sent me a text last night that read, You up? It read, it read me up. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I have a job and I have to go to sleep. Yes. No, the Feige Awakens. Uh, it wasn't news last night, it was like throughout the day, but we we're like, we're clever. Kevin Feige, he's writing, or he's making, he's producing, he's starring in a Star Wars movie? I think he's starring in it, yeah. I think it's just oh, called The Feige Awakens, starring <laughs> Kevin Feige, directed by Paul Figg, and it's going to be the, the best. Like, the the Figg uh, connection. The, the Figaro saga, that's what the it'll be called. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube and on the uh, podcasting things. Rate us five stars. Not one, not two, not three. Give us five and write a review. The review could be terrible, but the five stars is great. Wherever you digest, find podcasts yeah, or podcasts. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. I'm sure we're missing a few, but, uh, well, if we are and you can't find us, let us know and we'll 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 go there. How's that? That's how we will do it. How but how what was your first initial reaction to Feige and Star Wars? It's not going to sound positive, but I'm like cool. <laughs> he does he's done pretty amazing stuff with Marvel, so it's like it's a no-brainer. Here's my issue though. Here's the actual thought I had. I'm like are we already worried that like the stuff they're creating isn't going to be good or not we i'm not like like why does why why do we have to throw like we haven't got anything new since last jedi and there's a lot of things on the horizon that look very very promising so it's like why are we announcing this now i don't know like it you know what i mean like it just seems like you got JJ coming back with Last Jedi and there's amazing stuff being talked about. There's all these awesome directors on The Mandalorian. Disney Plus is coming out. Like, why does Lucasfilm or Disney, I don't know who made the choice to announce this, why do they have to why do they have to announce now? Like, I'm sure they could say, okay, great, Kevin, keep working on that. And when we have, when, when we finish our other project or if we put out another Failure, if you want to call it that. I don't think there's been any real failures in Star Wars currently. Then we'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What did you think? Like, I thought, I think it's great, but like. Well, I thought, I I thought if you're going to have a whole big universe of of films and big epic films people want to see, then there is no one with a better resume for that than than Fire. Sure, exactly. However. I, I immediately went to Ryan Johnson's trilogy and Benioff and Weiss. And Bob Iger said the next movie out of the gate would be the Benioff and Weiss one. He didn't say it was going to be a trilogy. There are three Star Wars films planned. Yeah. And I said, I think last the last podcast is, what if we just got through, or maybe it was a live stream. I said on something, what if it's not a trilogy of films? What if they are three independent of each other pictures and they'll decide which ones they continue with. And maybe if one doesn't, turn out the way they want they're like that's a one-off don't we're not gonna go but they're not gonna pigeonhole themselves to hey this is a solo film this is part of a trilogy this is a nine story arc they're like this is we're just gonna do one like like george lucas did with star wars and we'll see how it goes from there hopefully they have ideas expanded beyond that but but that was one idea the other one was is there room for all these things now right like 
if Ryan Johnson's is not let, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that it has been canceled. But if it has not been canceled, when is that happening? Ben Affleck is next, and now you got this one. But they're not going to put them every six months, every year. So where's the room for 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 this? And then I thought maybe Ben Affleck just signed that Netflix deal. Ryan Johnson's doing another film. Maybe those those two options have pluttedly gone gone away, and Feige is the next one in line. Uh, you know, I that's. Those are three things that popped in my head immediately. Hmm. I, yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, I think we're so used to, like, when you make a Star Wars movie, you stay. You know, we're used to George Lucas, where it's like, as long as somebody, if they're going to make a movie, then, like, this is who you're, who's going to make it. And, you know, that's not really the case anymore, right? Like, yeah, we had, uh, you know, J.J. and then Ryan Johnson and then... Gareth Edwards and then Uncle Ron. Uh, you make a really good point, even though it's like, like, yeah, we got these guys, but like stuff like that happens all the time where like they can't make it because of scheduling and what have you. People got to work, even though they're all very rich. <laughs> I don't know why I did an Italian accent there. But but, but let's I, say Benny F. Weiss was like, we want to do Star Wars, and, and Lucasfilm was like, yes. And Disney like signs a check, and they're like, we're going to do Star Wars. And they sit there and like, well, we don't know what to do with Star Wars. Because they were like, we wanted to do something with this. And, and Lucasfilm was like, no, we're not. Or Disney's like, we don't want to go in that direction. We want you to stick there. And they're like, you know, it's been a year. And we've heard. And, you know, they said they would start after Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has been done now. There's been no discussion by them. The first thing we hear is they're doing a Netflix series. Okay. So, like, they weren't at, they weren't mentioned at Celebration, which in fairness, I think Celebration was the day of the Game of Thrones premiere. Yeah. So, I guess it makes sense they weren't there. But D23, nothing. Yeah, uh, it just it's it's weird that that's silent. And Ryan Johnson keeps saying, "I'm at the stage," and he said at the Knives Out premiere in Toronto, he said, "I'm at the stage where I'm not allowed to say anything." Mm-hmm. Which what stage is that? Every stage, <laughs> you know, like so. I you know I'm not I I I hope <clears throat> excuse me I hope he still does his trilogy because yeah. I want to see more Star Wars, but it's not looking good for him uh, right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm very excited for Knives Out. Uh, yes, I don't mean I don't mean in that respect. I mean in Star Wars. It doesn't look good for him continuing no. on in Star Wars. <laughs> and this is a Star Wars. This is not the Knives Out exclusive podcast. Ooh, that's coming next. Teeth Knives <laughs> Out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I get. Yeah, your point makes a lot of sense. Like sometimes that's just how Hollywood works. Like you all want to work on a project, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. The difference is. When anything happens in Star Wars, we announce it and we're like, oh, <laughs> and then we assume, oh, that's how it is. Yeah. My concern is that they've done what DC did all those years ago and announced, you know, this slate of things with no backbone. To it. There's just no, there's no base to it. It's like, well, well, why are you announcing a Flash film in 2020 when yeah. you can't even figure out, like, stop announcing stuff get it to get like get your like the coolest thing with the force awakens to me was they're like we're coming out with a movie in 2015 and by the way michael arn has written a screenplay and you're like what how did this already happen but yeah. it did and so you're like okay they've got something they're not just making it up like we're going to do a movie and then rush it into production which they kind of ended up having to do which i think also is part of the issue maybe with uh brock brock's still there part of the issue i find with um Last Jedi was he wrote it based on a screenplay, not on a finished film. 
Mm. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, that, and I'm just going with like, let's say the discrepancy between Luke on the rock on on Act Two with with the rocks floating around him versus I've shut myself off from the Force. It's little things like that. You can take it whenever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so wild. It's like sometimes you kind of want to sit down. It's like, hi, what is the plan? <laughs> and I know you don't want to like stifle people to create and stuff like that, but like at least if you're gonna do trilogies, which is fine, or if you're gonna do one-off stories, or they're gonna link some way, like have a framework and then let them like work around it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. No, or like at least have somewhat of a plan. I know that's not how business works, and sometimes you have to like pivot, right? But I this is the part. This is right I, the part about talking about these movies that just drives me nuts because it's like everybody wants to be in Star Wars. Why would you say no? <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. I, I think it's fun. Kevin Feige has done a really impo- uh, impossible thing with superhero movies, so. We gotta apply them, and if he wants to create something, go for it. That's the thing, and I think, you know, I think Disney, the lesson that they learned, I think, more than anything was, because remember, they were like, we're gonna make it like the MCU, Star Wars like the MCU, which Star Wars is not the MCU, and I don't think they ever should have made it like the MCU. However, it is a saga, so this movie should be like that movie, and they should all connect, and we should all feel like there's this giant through line, and when you're like, video games will connect and everything. Like, somebody, like, there was, the problem with Star Wars, and, and look, when the rise of Skywalker comes out, this might not be the feeling at all, but we did an unleashed on this two years ago. There was a huge disconnect. Everything felt disconnected. Nothing felt like there was a through line to anything. It was all made up on the spot, on the fly. You're like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then you watched, like I've said this before, end game and end game went back and there was, they made all that crap up, but they made it, they made you feel like there was a point. Like they were like, when we did Avengers one, the real thing, like, no, but I'm down with that. Like you made it work. Whereas yeah. Star Wars, it's it's never really felt like that, except for like Rebels. Like Rebels was able to be like, oh yeah, remember Clone Wars? Well, guess what? And then you're like, oh, I'm in. And so, I think if you have someone like Feige, he can come in, and now it's a fresh start. And Kathleen Kennedy did say at Star Wars Celebration that Ryan Johnson and Benny Applewhite were sitting down trying to plan out the next ten years of Star Wars. Maybe this is a part of that. Maybe yeah. he is a part of this of this plan right here to give us the next ten years of Star Wars. Because if they can plan out the next ten years of Star Wars, then I think we're gonna be we're gonna feel good going to the theater. And I don't want to go to the theater two three times a year like a Marvel movie. Once every two three years is fine to see a nice big epic event. And then you have uh, Michelle Rejwan, Rejwan, who is uh, the senior mm-hmm. vice president. She was announced a few months ago in charge of all live action, so she can handle the Disney Plus stuff plus the movies and help all of that kind of come together. So you have this yeah. whole team now, and I think that is something that. I think Bob Iger and Disney took lightly off the top. Yeah. I mean, now like we'll have Disney plus in like what less than a month or whatever. Yeah. Like take your time on films. You've got Disney plus to be your platform to just churn out stuff. And it's like, do you think they'll like this? I don't know. Let's try it. Like, yeah, I think the effect that Netflix has on people that they'll watch anything just to, like, oh, I have Netflix. I might as watch it. Every once in a while. Or no, I wouldn't even say that. I would say 50% of the time, depending who's watching Netflix, you'll find something that's like, oh, I, I would have never watched this on TV or never wa- gone to the theater for this. But now I have this Netflix thing. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll try new things. And 
Disney Plus can totally advantage off that. And then, yeah, like you said. So then is Feige for sure making a theater film, or could it possibly... It has not been announced. Could it was it a movie, and, and Bob Iger did say before that, that Star Wars movies would not be on Disney Plus. It would right. only be series. There would be no movies on Disney Plus, which I think makes sense. Start leave. Look, Obi Wan Kenobi, Solo, whatever, all that stuff. Make those mini series if you want. Don't make the movies. Flesh them out a little bit more. They need to have a little bit more time. That's fine. And then give us the big, huge event films that make me want to pay my yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, whatever it's going to cost, especially in 10 years from now. It's probably $50 for a movie ticket. But, but make me excited to go see that. And I love Solo, but Solo did not carry that excitement with it. It just it couldn't in comparison to what we had before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I just... Yeah, uh, great. Kevin Feige, welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, I, like, and I don't, I, and I, but I just want to say, I don't think the MCU was perfect at all, but I no. think the way they were able to weave it all together, and you cannot argue the success that he had with yeah. the MCU in the 10 years of the MCU, in the Infinity Saga, which is probably where they got the Skywalker Saga idea from. Or vice versa. Anyway, uh, you can't argue it, so I just think it com- makes complete sense, and now there is a platform for Brie Larson to come in and play a Jedi. <laughs> well, he, uh, did say, he did say he had an actor, and he had a part in mind for them. Oh, yeah? Can we just speculate on that for a second? Just have some fun and be like, who could this actor be, and what could the part be? I picked Sean Astin <laughs> as... as uh, a Yoda type character. No, Sean Astin as a Jedi who was too short to make it on the team, on the Jedi Council, but then eventually got called in because gonna... because Saw Gerrera, Forrest Whitaker, mentored him as the janitor. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go Idris Elba as a super young Mace Windu, which doesn't make sense because I think they're. <laughs> Pretty close in age. I think Samuel Jackson's maybe like maybe a ten years older than Idris. I don't know. I don't know. Idris Elba should be in things though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's wild. Like it's. I mean, it makes sense. I'm, I I don't know how Disney works. If they have an office where it's like that way's Marvel, this way's Disney, that way's Star Wars. I don't think it works like that. But like. No, Star Wars is still at Skywalker Ranch at Lucasfilm. Right. So, so it's, it's like, sure, the paycheck comes from the same place. Yeah. Just, dude, dude, no, just but this invoicing. I think you know, like I think any Star Wars news that hints at something new is positive. So mm-hmm. let's look at that, and uh, let's go over to some negative news. Bam, 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 bam. And in 2015 news, George Lucas was. Was uh, felt betrayed and disappointed by the Force Awakens. This apparently this is news once again, because Bob Iger released a book, and this is like apparently just a small fraction of the book. But but because Star Wars is mentioned, bah, 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 everything's got to come crashing down. Yeah. And um, I, I did a, a, a Patreon exclusive audio on this where I said I don't care. And uh, <laughs> um, Brock, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, this is like when, like mid last year. We're like, was it last year? When did the last Jedi come out? Last year? Two years ago. Or so, two years ago. This is like when Hamill was like, "Oh, uh, this is not what I expected." I'm like, Mark Hamill, who cares? It's not. You're not writing the movie. If you want to write the movie, there you go. 
Would you get excited if Mark Hamill wrote a Star Wars movie? Has he written anything out before? <laughs> I can't. I I gotta look that up. But like, I don't know. But you know, if he announced it. People will be like, oh. <laughs> that, but my base would be like, if he's ever written anything before, I'd be like, well, that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's. Just it's similar to that where it's just like bah, bah, bah. I'm like what what's what's going on? We're all making money here. Like relax. Like George Lucas. Like you're right. It's like when I read this, I'm like this. Like he this already was said. Like we we're through this. And like it's not. I don't think it's news anymore that like somebody didn't like Last Jedi. Like I, you don't like Last Jedi? Cool. No, like Force, it, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Sorry. But you know what I mean, like. I'll, this was my feeling on it, though. Is he's a, first of all, there's a huge thing on Twitter. I put a tweet out, whatever, where I'm like, both sides have mended, the, like they don't care, like they obviously have buried the hatchet there. But George Lucas is allowed to be disappointed, and 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 you know, yeah. and he submitted, uh, uh what's uh, treatments that they threw out, and they, I mean, they did say we we don't have to use this, and he knew it, but obviously deep down he wants them to use it. You know, he didn't write and be like, I'm not happy with these. He wrote them and was very proud of them, I bet. And so, of course, he's allowed to feel betrayed. And, of course, he's allowed to feel disappointed. But also, of course, Disney is not does not have to use any of that or give a crap yeah. about George Lucas's feelings. That's just how yeah. it is. And I think they both understand that. And I think, you know, Bob Iger is a businessman. But I'm sure somebody said something to George Lucas. is like, look, we, we know how you feel. But this is what we had to do to to continue our Star Wars. Because now it is their Star Wars. I think the problem is fans getting involved. Being like, this is dividing the fan base. Why? <laughs> like, let's all just back up and remember that George Lucas didn't write everything Star Wars. He's had help numerous times along the way. So it's like... Just because someone else is writing something different and they didn't like the original thing, like, move on. And he sold the company. It's time. Here, I think I've asked you this question. I don't know if we ever had an answer. Why didn't they make any more Star Wars movies after Return of the Jedi? Outside of the fact that they're like, oh, that movie's done. Because Lucas you know was done. I'm... Lucas was done. And I think, I think now he says the technology wasn't there to do what he wanted to do. But he was, I think he was, I think he got, I think what happened was, I think he got burnt out doing the original trilogy. Because that's a yeah. lot of work, right? I think he got burnt out and he was like, I need some time. And then he saw how, he saw the leaps and bounds technology was making with movies like Terminator 2, The Abyss, Jurassic Park. And he's like, okay, now let's, he's like, now I want to play with my toys. And yeah. so he went out and he was like, we can make a CG character and I'm going to make a CG character. And that was Jar Jar Binks. He's like, we could have these and I think that's yeah, what it yeah. was. It was just the and I think digital digital cinematography was coming into play. So everything was kind of lining up for him, which is part of his disappointment in the Force Awakens was it didn't advance the technology, which is also something James Cameron said four years ago about the movie codes, but it didn't advance it. And that's part of what Star Wars does is it advance it. And and that is something that I think fans can't appreciate, but the yeah. film industry does. Like without the Phantom Menace and and Attack of the Clones. And Revenge of the Sith. There's a lot of movies today that don't exist. I mean, we would we probably wouldn't get ha we probably wouldn't even get the MCU if it wasn't for the prequel trilogy. If you think yeah. about it, digital cinematography, uh, dig and digital filmmaking, yeah. and, and 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 all of that stuff, and the CG that was used, it just you know leaps and bounds. So yeah, like because what he did in the sequels affects what James Cameron 
James Cameron, who directed uh, the the Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, yeah. Like I remember after Lord of the Rings coming out, like the the Battle of Helm's Deep in the like the in the second one where they show like, oh, this is how we created the army. It's just just digital. It's like groups of orcs and there's some repetition, but like it's yeah. so massive that you can't tell. So every time I see a massive group in a in a sh- in a movie in a with like a CG movie or a- anything like that, I'm like, oh, that's how it works. Yeah, it's a video so it's, game. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's affected. It, it yeah, you're right. Like it moves from that to that. Like and it's it sounds weird when you said earlier like the technology wasn't ready. And it's like I can understand George Lucas being burnt out because I did read recently he's like i almost gave up on empire strikes back and i'm like <laughs> it's a lot to undertake but it's like the technology is not there i'm like george you're creating the technology <laughs> the only way your movie originally came out was because you went out and created it and i understand like it's just i just i feel like star wars has a lot of people that just like to come in and be like this is my two cents and yeah. you know like i work in corporate av I deal with like video stuff all the time and you work with people that have been around for a long time or are very stubborn. They're like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. Or there's always someone wants to give their two cents. Like I didn't ask for it. Uh, I'm doing my way and it's working. I'm also taking skills. You've taught me. It's just, everyone wants to give in their two cents. They're like, why, why is this a thing? Uh, but yeah. Is there any video of George Lucas actually saying these things? Because I can't recommend or remember, recollect is the word I was searching for, any actual video. I just hear quotes. The the burnout part, I want to say no, but the technology wasn't there, yes. I've seen that on, on, I think they're on the DVDs. And I know there was a news story prior to the Phantom Menace. If you can dig, I don't even know what news it was on, but I remember watching that that was the first time I ever saw him with his yellow pad of paper. Um, that was in the nineties. I was like probably like ninety eight or so. Seen like his his feelings towards like Force Awakens. Was any of that actually? Oh, in- uh, no. That well, yeah. Well, he he was on ABC News and he said it felt like he sold it off to white slavers. Was the term he used? Um, kind of a you know poor choice of words. I also, but, but but this is out of Iger's book. Like Iger just wrote this down. That's how he felt. He doesn't, he doesn't give quotes from Lucas. I don't, but he kind of gives like, you know, how he felt, which I think is an honest thing. Why would he lie about that in the book? And, and George Lucas, you know, he would have, but look, I said this in the tweet, George Lucas was invited by Bob Iger and Disney to attend the opening of galaxy's edge. And George Lucas went there. I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. Disney's still making star Wars. None of them seem to care about that episode that happened four years ago. So I don't think, you know, I, I think this was a, a non-story. I've heard the book is really good. I actually am like, well, kind of want to read it because it's like probably I want to be rich like Bob Iger. <laughs> That's why I'm like, if I read this book, I will be rich like Bob Iger. Uh, but I, you know, I think people mountains out of molehills. Huge, like. At the end of the day, who cares? We're talking about billionaires being mad at other billionaires. Like, <laughs> My sandbox was different. It's like I don't get me wrong. Mark Hamill, George Lucas, Bob Iger, I don't know, James Rosile. <laughs> they can say whatever they want, and I'll be interested in what they have to, to say. But like, I'm not always going to agree um, all the time. It's, it's like it's, and as these guys get older, it's sort of like, come on. 
Like, just relax. Though, this brings this brings uh, something into my mind. When are they going to let George Lucas just, like, write a book about Star... Like, do a Star Wars book. Like, like not about Star Wars. Like, a fictional novel. Like, hey, George, do you want to write something about Luke? I would say never. Mm, First, really? I don't think he'd ever want to write a book. But I also just think that... The, that they're like, this is not an... Because if George Lucas were to write a Star Wars book, and let's say yeah. they, they go in like, you know what? You can do whatever you want. We'll call it Legends if you want. Yeah. And he writes something. And he writes his sequel trilogy, let's say. Yeah. Then people are going to be like, wow, this is the best thing ever. Even though those are the people that went to the prequels and hated it. But you know what I mean? Like, like that's a, such a... It's an uncomfortable place, I think, for everybody involved. Yeah. Because Star Wars is no longer his. It's not his story to tell anymore. He did six Star Wars movies, two amazing animated series, an amazing 3D animated series, because mm. Droids and Ewoks were the two amazing animated, 2D animated series, I should specify, and one 3D animated series. That's all he did. And then detours. Are we ever going to get Star Wars detours? Come on. I want detours. Give me a detour, Seth Green. I just, yeah, I was just sort of like, why does this, why does this matter? Like, we're still making stuff. Like, I know. I, uh, I have said in the past few weeks, like some of the stuff they put out in the comics are really, really good. Like, Target Vader's really, really interesting, especially if you read that last issue of the final Star Wars or 1980s Marvel series, uh, and like this age of resistance has been very interesting, you know, like, Oh, look, here's Poe. And he's just a resist. He's not even a resistance pilot. He's a new Republic pilot. He wears a blue vest and you're like, wow. <laughs> so it's just like, it's kind of neat. Uh, it's really interesting stuff. Uh, it makes me like, no, it's a problem. We're talking about the story and we just watched and we're going to get to it next. <laughs> triple Force Sun or Triple Force Friday, right? That's yep. right. And there's so much stuff that I'm like so jazzed about, and none of it was really movie trailer stuff, to my knowledge. It was just toys. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I am jazzed for specifically La uh, Lost Lost Order. Like the trailer for that, I was like, whoa! And that's a video game. So my point of bringing it up is like, that looks awesome, and it's not a film. It's, you know, taking tips from films and putting it into a video game. But, like, I think that's what gets missed sometimes. It's like, Star Wars is such a exquisite, like, unique thing that as long as you can get the formula right, you could, you could, anybody could make a story. And I'm not trying to downgrade people that work on it, but it's just like, EA might have a very fantastic story coming out in November with this video game, and I'm psyched for it. So it's like, if George Lucas wants to be butthurt about stuff, like, sorry, old man, go back to your uh, pep, or, uh, Coke Zero <laughs> in your... Isn't he working on some, like, crazy museum or something? <laughs> All his, yeah, like, yeah. which is awesome. I would love to go, but, like, it's like, just go, just go make a note, like, go work on a, like, a, a sailboat and sail away. <laughs> but, like, he directed a scene in Solo. Like, he's not, he just, he just was yeah. disappointed that they didn't take it yeah. in the direction that he kind of envisioned it going. 
Um, and if you read what he wanted to do, it was like about midi-chlorians and the wills and all this. And maybe it would have been too out there for people to get behind. And I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I've never seen the paper, so I'm not going to judge it. And I think he has every right to be disappointed. I think Disney has every right to not give a crap. And I think um, we got The Force Awakens. We have The Last Jedi. We have Rogue One. We have Solo. That's what we have. There's no point in... In, in fantasizing about what could have been or what yeah. we could have had. Because, you know, you might not even have liked it. You probably didn't like Attack of the Clones because every freaking list is number 10. And guess who wrote and directed that? Mr. George Lucas. It's number five on my list. It was number five, no, four. It was four or five on my list last year. Don't judge me. But everybody else is number 10. It's like, it's consistently everybody's least favorite Star Wars film. And this is who you want to come in and do the sequels. Fine, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's uh, toys. Oh, <laughs> uh, my last thought on this is, is if the Marvel show on Disney Plus, what if is a success? They should take that to the Star Wars and be yes. What? And then let George Lucas do like five. <laughs> what? What if George Lucas had stayed in the? What if Mark Hamill? Or what if? Uh, but you see, Luke, this is. This is one of my problems with Star Wars. Is there, It takes itself too seriously to allow a show like Detours to be out. When Marvel's like, eh, what if? Hey, guess what? Uh, who's like, someone's playing Iron Man. I'm like, what? Okay, fine. They're like, oh yeah, and this person's going to be Captain America and that person's going to be dead and zombie. I'm like, what if? Fine, that's cool. Just have fun with it. Like, just enjoy what you have. And for some reason, when Disney bought Star Wars, they're like, everything is going to be super serious and everything will be connected and... It's like, just chill your butt. It's a fantasy in a galaxy far, far away. Have some fun. There are laser swords, which, by the way, everyone gets mad that Luke calls it a laser sword. But if you watch, they did a, um, they did the um, screen test. I saw the screen test the other day, and it's actually they actually refer to it as a laser sword screen test. It's like, yes, it's been called laser sword many a time in the past, including one Anakin Skywalker who says that to Qui Gon Jinn in his hut on Tatooine. <sighs> but they take themselves too seriously i think and it's star wars should be fun it should be a giant epic fantasy sci-fi fantasy all that i get it it's fine but it needs to be fun they need to have fun with it you know what i mean like the drummer from from um from the police sang the song for droids cartoon oh yeah <laughs> we didn't we never got a porgs cartoon and everybody gets mad because they have that BB-8 style cartoon now where all like all the characters are like round. They're just circles on top of each other. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Do it. I don't care. Like, have yeah. fun with the brand, man. Just like enjoy Star Wars. Disney yeah. enjoys Star Wars. Lucasfilm enjoys Star Wars. Everybody just enjoys Star Wars. Yeah. Toys. Toys. All Toys. right. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch the whole live uh, stream? pretty well i think i skimmed over the mandalorian because i just had to get done the video but like uh i thought it was great what they did uh warwick davis like home run <laughs> like this, <laughs> sorry, he probably said something i've heard him say already, oh yeah like times but like it was great uh i don't understand why <laughs> they split up the show between pinewood a lot er, it wasn't really live because I feel like there was a lot of quick cuts in the Pinewood part of it. So I'm like, this isn't really live. And plus, then you would see uh, Naomi Acker with the, the dude from Star Wars show and her hair is totally different. 
<laughs> and then he's she's on set with Warwick Davis and her, and she's like to the nines. I think the, <laughs> the, like, I think Pinewood, Pinewood was live. Day. Pinewood, I think, was live. I know. I that, that's what it said, but it yeah. just something about it didn't. But this is just me being like, why did they do that? <laughs> I, but uh, it was great. I that was a great idea how they did that. I don't know if they've done this before. No. Uh, they did, they've done like the videos before. I think Good Morning America had um, Bodie. Uh, I can't think of his name now. Bodie, 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 oh. Bodie. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. And he was like, guys, yeah. an Elite Series figure. He's like, this is so cool. And I, and I went out and bought it because it was cool. Um, so they just had little things that like this was the first time they ever had like a big special like that, which I was, I did not expect that to be the case at all. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll watch this yeah. five minute trailer. It's going to be like, this is coming out for Friday. Look at the actors be like, oh my God, this was a whole spectacle. Um, it was like 45. Yep. I want to know your opinion on the Funko pop movie. They showed in the middle of it. What did you think of that? That was great. Whoever yeah. animates. I mean, I'm sure it's a team of people animate. They do such a great job. Like, I love the part where, like, they're, like, pushing all the things in so that it doesn't explode. And, like, BB-8's, like, hanging hanging in the air and then does the yeah. lighter thumbs. <laughs> I laughed like that. I was like, uh, it's so, like, fan service. But, like, yeah, why wouldn't you do the the thumbs up? Exactly. Uh, um, but, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It was kind of, it was a little overdone, but, like, this whole reveal of the, the toys out of that black box thing. I was like, that's kind of neat. But then after a point, I'm like, okay, can can you just like have it on the table? Yeah. So what? Well, they had to but surprise was, them. So like, oh, <laughs> I love how much. Uh, uh, God, who plays Finn? John Boyega. John Boyega, thank you. Sorry. He's like, oh, they got my hair right. They got yeah. my hair right. They got my hair right. <laughs> like, relax, John. <laughs> Well, he had to but, grow uh, it out. He said that multiple times. Uh, did you notice what um, what Daisy Ridley said about Pasan? Oh, that we have seen it already. We just don't or know. Seen, yeah. Or like seen things, but we haven't realized we've seen it. And I, I was like, oh yeah. And then they show that scene where there's the big billows yeah. of dust, and then a jet trooper or, comes out of it. And I'm like, oh. I forgot that's like I when they announced those jet troopers I thought oh I can't wait to see them in action I was like oh I have seen them I was like that's cool so like yeah. I didn't that there What did you think of uh, the 3PO 6-inch figure Uh is that the black series one I can never remember with Chewbacca's uh car yeah, I, Uh I think that's awesome especially once we got that that's that uh fake poster back in the day where he's where he's holding uh, a bowcaster, so it's like, oh, there is some reality to that. That poster is uh, more legit every time you look at it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's definitely that thing. That uh, that figure definitely stood out the most because we got this look at uh, Baloo, not Baloo, Babu, yeah. <laughs> with him, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's so tiny. So it's like, wow, this is like a small character. So very interesting. Uh, I think you said to me it's like this Baloo or Babu character is like a droid, a droid, a droid tech or whatever. So it's like maybe that's where the red eyes come from. But then now seeing that at some point, 
uh, 3PO has the bandolier and bowcasters, like perhaps he gives him some upgrade so he can be like a battle droid of some sort, become Mr. Bones. <laughs> Maybe. I think that uh, Babu is the one that fixes Kylo Ren's helmet in the trailer. You see like those furry hands? Yes. I was really hoping that Babu would be like a, an Ewok. But I don't think that's the case. No. It would be so. amazing if that character was an Ewok, though. Very Ewoky in name. And it, I when I looked at it, it's like that looks like an Ewok because it looks like he's yeah. wearing a hood, but it's just it's, it's like it's, it's like goggles. It, so the goggles come off, come up. They up and down, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like this is what like a seven year old with his eyes closed. This is how he would draw an Ewok. Yes. <laughs> So. I, you know, I, I could dream about Ewoks in this movie all I want. I don't think they're going to happen. Um, whatever. Probably. I, I thought it was cool that we saw him use that. And then what did uh, Jonas, what uh, Chewbacca said, like, don't get too comfortable with my stuff or something like that. Like, uh, I wonder what's happening. <laughs> I think 3PO is only in half of this movie. Um, maybe a hmm. little bit more, but, but definitely half. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He hasn't done anything huge. And he will. He's going to do something huge, and then he's going to go out like a boss. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's uh, room for him, R2, BB-8, and Dio. No, there really isn't. It's, it's too many too many droids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there seemed to be a, like quite an absence of villain stuff. You know what I mean? I believe Second Sister gets a figure if i'm correct. i don't i don't like, remember seeing it on the live stream but yeah she gets a black series from the leaks anyway yeah. and i think that it was actually yeah. they did a post with all the stuff that was released i think she was there i'm really interested in that one yeah. um but yeah as far as the movie went they had like the villain play set of like kylo and the knights of ren and like shift troopers right, right, right. but yeah nothing specific and i think there's a reason for that yeah 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 i think there's the, stuff yeah, there's stuff happening in this movie that we don't know about, and that is exciting because I hope we don't know until we see the movie in the theater. Yeah, I'm like I said earlier, I'm psyched for Lost, uh, Last, Lost, Lost Order, Fallen Order, Fallen Order, <laughs> Lost Last Jedi, um, Fallen Order. This game looks amazing. Uh, uh, that trailer, like really grabbed my attention we see uh we see a little bit more of gameplay and it looks awesome of course like you're never really gonna know what it's like till you actually get it in your hands uh but the story looks wicked like the first trailer seemed to be based on like i don't want to be and now i don't want to be a jedi and now this is showing cal kestis more of i yeah okay let's do this and like uh bd1 his like droid yeah. friend like oh this that's gonna be sweet um but then we got uh i don't know if you noticed because uh, i think this character is more in the comic uh ninth sister yeah. is revealed in this trailer uh, uh prominent in like the vader comic and mm -hmm. very cool character so we're seeing for sure like second sister which is the main villain it looks like and then ninth sister we could get more Inquisitors. That's great. I love it. And who knows? Maybe Vader. Maybe? <laughs> uh, but I'm psyched. I really want that Xbox controller. I hope they sell it separately. <laughs> did you see Did you watch that part yeah, as well? Yeah, I saw that part. So yeah, it, it was with... Yeah, so... Um, sorry. When, uh, so I, uh, for me, for the PlayStation side, when I got the PlayStation 1, 
it came with the PlayStation yeah. Star Wars controller, and you were able to purchase it separately as well. So I have two of them, uh, but they yeah. they at least for the PlayStation, they were pricier than the average controller. But you could buy them separately. Yeah, yeah. Because I I have a Gears of War Xbox controller, so I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it was a nice controller for, for control. sure. Definitely nice controller. Yeah, so I'm very psyched about that. Uh, the Kyle Castus pop. I thought that was really cool because it's got the BD, BD1 with it yeah. uh, right base. Like, I, I don't know if I'll get it, but, like, it looked nice. Uh, I think if I see it in yeah. person and the BD1 looks awesome, I'll probably I'll probably pick it up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm very excited for that. Like I said, it's like the story is really engaging and we haven't really seen much. Yeah. We're just like, it's a typical, like, uh, street rat movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's Aladdin, basically. <laughs> And Andrew so, will be disappointed by the game 100%. Yeah, well. What you going to do? They can't all be side-scrollers. by. Ah, uh, uh, the book is still over there. I can't reach it. Uh, all right, do you want to move over to odds? <laughs> Let's do it! Never tell me the odds. Our odds are brought to us by Patreon. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. If you want to support Brock and I on Patreon, uh, if you want to support the Rebel Scum Podcast Network on Patreon, you just go to patreon.com slash Podcast and uh, you'll be there. Brock and I were talking today about doing some cool uh, stuff starting in the month of October. Uh, Patreon exclusives that we're going to do. All of them involve Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ooh, finger licking good. Yeah, Today's podcast, today's Never Tell Me is brought to us by Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Christine Allison, Mary Kristen Athen, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, JRB, Nerdcast, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Mason Hope, Matt W, Tony Comstock, FP, and everybody's favorite, Denim Nerds. And we miss Phil Staniforth. I, oh, I thought I, think, I said it. I think, I think we, we flipped it. Uh, okay, Phil. Phil, Phil was on this show a little while ago, so you go back and watch Phil. He's a great guy. The best. Bam! Patreon.com slash Rebelscom Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for all the support. It really means a lot to, to all of us here doing this. We have a lot of fun talking Star Wars, bringing you Star Wars content, and talking about it until the cows come home. Ooh. <laughs> First thought. First thought. The odds of... Kevin Feige replacing Kathleen Kennedy when she retires. Zero percent. Zero percent. Because he's doing the same role, uh, I would assume, in Marvel. It's like, does he have to be in charge of everything? That's just... That's... Well, he would, I would think, give up Marvel. Oh, sure. But, like, you know, you know one thing. I, I don't know. It just seems... I, there's people that have been working with Lucasfilm longer, you know what I mean? Just because he did the one good thing all then. I don't know how old he is now. He's probably, what, in his 40s, 50s? Like, you don't have to be in charge of everything. Yes, you do. But, yeah, I don't I don't feel like... I. You know how I feel about, like, people are like, oh, we got to replace Ka- uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. If she's going to retire, like, okay, that's great. But, like, everyone's like, she needs to be replaced. So I'm just like, no. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 13.7% because um, Lucasfilm is separate from Star Wars. 
Like, this is the thing. Kathleen Kennedy's position is the exact same as Kevin Feige. Sure, but Marvel, the Marvel Studios, is all one big story. But Lucasfilm yeah. is Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Red Tails, yeah. Howard the Duck. Like, it's... Comp- <laughs> but it's, it's, it's Willow, you know? It's things like that. Yeah. And, and it's a different role. So how if they made a role in the Star Wars universe like that, but I think that's kind of what Michelle Rejwan is, Rejwan is doing. Yeah, exactly. So there's no spot for him there. So I, I'm not going to go zero. I'm going to go a little bit high, but I still think, no. I mean, it's a, it's a nice pipe dream by a bunch of uh, nerdy white guys, we'll say. How's that? Yeah. I'm looking in the mirror. Uh, the odds of Feige's movie. These are all about Kevin Feige. The odds of Feige's movie being based off of Legends material, uh, like any type, anything from Legends, whether it be an old cartoon show, whatever, whatever, whatever. The reason why that's the odd is because he did that basically with the MCU, where he took stuff that you knew, but he was able to reprogram it and repurpose yeah. it for theatrical use. Which, I, look, let's be honest, for superhero movies, that was not an easy thing to do for people for years. Like Superhero yeah. movies based on comics sucked for a long time. And yeah. Foggy was able to master that and perfect that. I mean, the thing is, Marvel isn't a good example because even prior to the last, like, 10, 15 years, they're always about retconning things, you know? Like, they just do it on a regular basis now. So it's, like, it's very easy to make a movie uh, with a whole different type of story but still feel like it, you know what I mean? But that's just me being me. Uh, you know, like, when they killed Captain America, it was in Newsweek, but, like, Captain America had died several times prior. It's a thing that happens in comic books. No one's dead, not even Gwen but, Stacy. But or, <laughs> origin stories, though, are basically the same throughout. And they were kind of able to... No, but everybody... Know, see, DC, I think, is harder to do because it's, mm-hmm. like... Because everybody knows how Batman becomes Batman, how Superman comes to... Like, everyone knows those stories so perfectly that if you don't do it that way, you watch, you're like, well, that's not how it happened in the comic. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, yeah, there's a certain framework you stay within, but, like, they keep retelling those stories. Yeah, like, no, not that, but... Yeah. But, man, they movies, comic book movies were botched for so long, though. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing. It was, it was, it's, yeah. But anyways, uh, I think Kevin Feige's gonna be, like, what, uh, um... John Favreau and uh, John Favreau said during the the tri- uh, Triple Force Friday, Friday, it's like the like Mandalorian is like it's an homage to like the toys back in the day because that's what they grew up with. Uh, uh. Yeah. So like I can see Feige going like, "What did I like about Star Wars?" and talking about that. So I don't know if he's a Legends fan. So I'm gonna go ten percent. But because maybe that's a good place to t- start. Like, you know, look what we did with Thrawn. So it's like, oh, what's a cool character we haven't done yet? Oh, um, uh, what's, oh God, what's her name? Uh, Luke Skywalker's wife. Mary Jade. Mar- Mary Jade. So like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is cool. I'll do this. And then we can cast her with Brie Larson. <laughs> so yeah, 10%, I don't know. I think he's got an idea and perhaps it's based on old stuff, but you know, you'll I'm, never get a real answer out of that. I don't think. I'm gonna go full Brock, and it's gonna be the Force Unleashed. No, it's not. Uh, I'm gonna go full Brock though, for real, because I think if there is something from something that he grew up with, he's like, I really like this. He might yeah. take that and be like, I wanted 
exactly do what they did with Thrawn and Rebels and all that and those type of characters and even what I think they're going to do in the Mandalorian the Mandalorian I think we're going to find a lot of we're going to see some Legends characters become canonized in that show as well and I think he's going to exactly what you said comparing it to those two I think that made yeah. that was the best comparison and they're, they're basically they're all the same era too basically of individual like they're around the same age I think so it kind of makes sense that they're all on that train uh, and our final odd the odds of Brie Larson appearing in the Foggy Star Wars movie. Uh, Brock? It's like I knew what the next... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen her with red hair, but yeah, I'm going to go 100% she's Margie. (laughs) I think I'm going to go... go, I'm going to go low. 11%. Yeah. I think Foggy's he's got somebody in mind. It's not her. Um, mm. I mean, it might be. I could be completely wrong. It's not like I know. These odds are just a guess. Uh, but I don't think it is. I think it's somebody else. And um, I'm going to go with Like, Who is he really good friends with in the MCU? I don't know anything about Foggy other than he wears hats. He's just the guy. Yeah. It's, it's like Kevin Kennedy. I don't know that much about her. She's just the person that's always there. <laughs> Maybe it's Tobey Maguire because he did produce the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Mm, okay. It's not. All right. Sebastian Stan, Luke Skywalker, 100%. I'm going to go 11% though for that one. All right. You want to go over to the news? Let's do it. Hollow news. There isn't a lot outside of what we've already been talking about for a while. But one of the big stories today was the character that is going to be packaged with the C-3PO Black Series, uh, Babu something. He has a last name. Let me look it up. Uh, Babu Frick. But there was also a uh, notice of a new character called Bulio, which is in the Lego set. James will put a picture up on the screen. Uh, I've This character looks familiar. I couldn't place it. So if you guys see this, uh, maybe he's in the trailer. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe he appears, or that type of alien uh, character appears in some other Star Wars thing. But his, his name is Bulio. He's probably in the Pasana kit, I think. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, oh, sorry. He was revealed as part of the new Lego Millennium Falcon set. And Babu Frick was revealed in the accessory of the C3 Hasbro Black Series. So that's cool. Two new characters. I'm sure there, there will be a list of new characters coming as we go between now and the next three months of Road to, what do you call it? Rise of Skywalker. Uh, also in toy news, uh, a new Kylo Ren action figure had a card back for the action figure that says, as Supreme Leader of First Order, Kylo Ren wields more power than ever before. Nevertheless, Ren continues to search for secrets of the Force from the depths of the dark side. So we're getting a little hint. I don't know how big it is, but sort of a confirmation of things that we've been assuming that Kylo Ren is on a journey to look for some kind of new power. I don't know. But we get a little bit of hint of it, or it could all be BS. I don't know. We talked about toys for three hours today. <laughs> and in our final story, uh, IDW will uh, restarting their series of horror comics at Vader's Castle, which will be titled Star Wars Return to Vader's Castle. They did this last year, uh, delivering readers weekly tales of terror centered around the Sith Lord's headquarters on Mustafar. Much like the original series, the horror will still be tame enough for young readers, but with last year's miniseries featuring vampires and ritual sacrifices, 
it will still be more intense than your average Star Wars comic. Uh, it's going to be written by Kevin Scott with artists such as Nicola Baldari, Nick Brokenshire, Frank Francesco Franco Villa, Kelly Jones, Maggie Levins, Charles Paul Wilson III. And it will be a five-part mini-series. Uh, you can go to StarWars.com right now and check out uh, an exclusive first look of issue number one, written or uh, drawn by Franco Villa. Uh, it's it centered around a servant of Darth Vader on Mustafar tells a new terrifying tale. One of the crew sent to Lotho Minor, where there is one goal: survives the planet's horrors. And that will debut October second. That's next week, and we'll go throughout the month. So perhaps you don't read them when they come out. Just grab them, and then on Halloween have a spooky Star Wars thing. There you go. There you have it. That's the Hollow News. Hello news. <laughs> That's my singing, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Top oh, five. What? Top five. What is top five? This top five yeah. products we are excited to spend top. our hard-earned money on after watching the Force Triple Force Friday release stuff today. Um, I saw some stuff that I did not know was coming, and I was very, very excited. Some stuff I had seen uh, before. By the way, Billy D. Williams. How? <laughs> Then he looked like these are toys. Why am I here? <laughs> he kind of looked like, uh, cool idiots. Um, where's my paycheck? Uh, I love, uh, I love me, uh, Billy D. Williams. Saw him at uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con. He was there. Saw him from a distance. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, my number five, the Funko Pop version of one Zori Bliss. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I it's thought it looked cool. <laughs> uh, it looks like she's in Daft Punk. <laughs> it's true, she does, and I I will put that next to my Daft Punk record that I have. Carrie Russell look real awkward when they interviewed her. So she's like, "What is this?" <laughs> I think that's what it was. it was like. Her and Billy D. Woods were both in this thing. Like, what the? Like, what are we are, we... I am a trained actress. Like, what? Where am I? I was in Felicity. <laughs> look at my hair never made me do this <laughs> <laughs> i like daisy really too and anthony carboni's like like well you're used to this she goes no i've never done this before it's like what like what are you doing to these actors Money. all right you're number five my number five uh spoiler i pretty much mentioned all the things i like absolutely uh, my number five is going to be that cool uh star wars themed controller for xbox i might actually buy it do i need it no is it nice? Yes. So I might go and get that. Uh, I don't. I don't really want to buy a new Xbox, but if I had the money, I would go and just buy the Star Wars Xbox. But that's like the—they're doing it for both versions of Xbox, like the high-end one and then the lower-end one too. So, uh, my number four, the number four, my number four, the number four, uh, the Black Series Four, The Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, I have Jangle Fett true I have Sabine true but I really I actually was like yeah I kind of like it so I was into it I, I don't have the second the second sister is probably my number one black series to get but I didn't see her in that video so I didn't write that down but that yeah and I've I mentioned it a million times second sister Brock if I can't find it I'll be sending you out to look for second sister with the white box I want the white box first if not black yeah, that, that white box is interesting uh, yeah uh, mine is my number four is Cal Kestis Pop that looks pretty cool. I like the look of it. Uh, yeah. It looks like Han Solo with a lightsaber. And I love Cameron Monaghan from Shameless. So 
and he's also the Joker, and he was in that really, really bad Amityville horror movie. That Google Play, that Google Play gave everybody. You probably didn't get, it, but they two, like two years ago they gave it to everybody for free on Google Play if you downloaded it. It was like bad, so I downloaded it and I watched it with Aaron, uh, and we were like, "What is happening?" <laughs> uh, number three, I mentioned this on the live stream on Monday. How disappointed I was that this was not a black series. It is a black series. That is Cara Dune. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Cara Dune. She's a former shock trooper. Has a little rebel tattoo right here rebel logo tattoo under her eye like a teardrop and i was like damn i didn't even notice that that's awesome yeah close up my number three golden chewbacca because yeah, you know, of course like, and i'm just sort of like is that the one that gave away at the at celebration i'm like no that was gold chrome and i'm like Come on, Funko, come up with new ideas. But yes, I will buy all the Chewbacca's. That Chewbacca was the most disappointing thing of the entire day. You see, you see, everybody's got these cool things. He's got a golden Chewy. It's like, really? That's that's what you came up with? <laughs> like, I mean, the problem too is they're not going to give you anything that spoils the movie. So there could be something happens in the movie with Chewy that, like, where what he doesn't wear it. Where where to go when he takes his uh, bandolier off? Where does that like? What does he wear instead? Of, he's just naked. Yeah, yeah. That like, give me that Funko. That's exactly what I thought about. Is like it's gold because maybe it's covering something up that we need we can't see till the movie comes out. So maybe that before. <laughs> uh, my number two is a Funko Pop, the most anticipated character in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, according to James, <laughs> Jana Calrissian. Jana <laughs> may not be a Calrissian. I feel like she's. I'm kind. Of, I'm. Anyway, that's. I just. I was just like she's not. But then I was like, eh. and then I saw something. I was like, not like a spoiler, like an interview. And I was like, eh. anyway, Brock, number two. How do I always do this? Where I forget the. I always like these are your five. I put them in my. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. Lando, I don't know. Lando Pop. <laughs> uh, uh, God, what was it? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Mandalorian. The Mandalorian Black Series looks... I mean, it'll go great with my Stormtroopers. I have a Boba Fett. We'll put it side by side. The end. Just like the way you looked at it, too. And my number one is another Black Series from oh, the most... What? So it was mine. Yeah, but yours is different from mine because I couldn't do the second sister, which is what I actually should have done. Yeah. But this, I mean, this would be, so if second sister was number one, this would be my number two easily. It might even be my number one. I don't know. Black series four, the most anticipated character in the rise of Skywalker, Jenna Calrissian, <laughs> who used to be, who was kidnapped to become a stormtrooper, but escaped and was raised by Ewoks. And she shoots and she's an archer. So, like, everything about her is amazing. I mean, I made up half of that. The archer part yeah. is real. She has a bow and arrow, which is phenomenal. I'm, like, so excited about that. And she's on, like, some weird horse thing. And she's like, bam, bam, bam. I just bought hay barrels so I could practice archery in my backyard. I'm really excited about archery, about that happening. Legolas is cool. <laughs> Green arrow kind of sucks, but it's cool. Hawkeye Cat. sucks, but it's cool. Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm excited to see this character. I don't know. 
I, I just that's uh, my number. I've said this forever though. I, I'm really excited for that. I'm jazz. I'm gonna pick that one up if I can. White box if possible. Brock, you're number one. Number one, C3PO, Bandolier. Oh yeah. And Babu. He comes with Babu. That's that's actually the best part. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but I'm like, that's cool. I like that. I would say I would get the 3PO, but I feel like I have a million 3PO figures already. Like, do I need it? Like, I just got this one. Yeah. For like two or three dollars, I think. And it's, I mean, what's gonna be different aside from the coolness of Bebo? Yeah. Bebo Baggins coming. I would, but I would, I'll probably get it because I'm a sucker. Not not day one though. Day day like thirty. <laughs> when it's a dollar. When it's a dollar, that's when I'm gonna I'll be like, is it five dollar Friday at EB Games yet? That's when I'll go down and, and pick that one up. That's our top five. Let us know your top five down below. Let us know your odds, your thoughts, and all the stuff that we talked about. Uh, this is 136 episodes. It took a long time to get here, Brock. Looks like we made it. We did. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe, a review, a rating on the podcast, all that fun stuff. And until next time, Brock, you were always scum. Toy scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.